welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective. I dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, yes. Yeah. The 2001 classic. <laughs> Audience choice. Uh, you guys voted for this one. Uh, it was all romantic comedies this year, uh, this month, I guess, because uh, this was supposed to be in and around Valentine's Day, even though it's February 18th when this comes up. But here we are. We're doing it anyway. Anyway. We're over Valentine's Day. We're cry. We're emotionally <laughs> healing right now. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's not that we're real bad with timing or tie-ins or anything. No, no, not at all. This was planned <laughs> very specifically. Now, if we're going to get into, if you haven't seen Bridget Jones's Diary, first of all, I would say you should watch it. I feel like it's... Yeah. It, it, it's a good, as we say, it's a good afternoon movie. Um, nice, some nice fun. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's basically about a woman in her thirties struggling with her singleness. Her family's, uh, her family does not help with this anxiety at all. Um, she's trying to figure herself out, her life out. She makes several bad decisions <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> oh, God. With terrible men. There is not, I gotta say this, other than her father, there is not one good man <laughs> in this movie. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I'm here to basically say that everyone in this movie is a dick, except for three people who I'm going to pinch are not bad people. <laughs> okay. But she gets tied up with her boss. She's kind of flirting with a guy that already has a girlfriend that she has established. She doesn't have chemistry. She doesn't feel like she has chemistry with, doesn't like. She has three friends that give her horrible advice, and then she ends up with the lawyer at the end. And there were so many bad decisions in this movie. <laughs> I don't. I. I feel like I'm gonna struggle to contain it to an hour team. I'm gonna do my best. We're gonna do our okay. best. But damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. So uh, full disclosure. This is my first time ever watching this movie. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Oh, this movie's like kind of. No, I'm not gonna. I don't want to generalize like all women, but I would say there is a large chunk of women that have watched this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and like watching it, I was very aware of like, oh, I understand why this was such a big movie at the time. Like this, this definitely seems to cover stuff that like I don't think I'd seen covered in any kind of romantic comedy previous to it. Does that make sense? It does, and I think this movie does, even in all its faults. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie at all, okay? But in in the the story, you can, and maybe it's just me because like I used to be and continue to be a hot mess sometimes <laughs> I could identify with so many moments in this movie right. where I was like, yeah, girl, I'm like, Oh no, that's me at 21 or like, whatever. <laughs> it was like, there were moments where I'm like <gasps> too real, too real, too identifiable. Um, so I think that's really why it did so well is because it is heightened. Like, I think some of this is definitely heightened for the comedy and the spectacle and the storyline, but a lot of this is pretty easy to go, oh, yeah, I've done that one. <laughs> yeah, I I did feel like th that, yeah, probably heightened, but maybe based on some author's real world experiences. You Certain. Know? Oh, we're not pulling this out of the air for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This has been discussed at many brunches. Many brunches has had many discussions on all of these things. Yeah, the friends, her friends are the people who have encouraged this person that you should write a book about this. Because it is based on a book, right? 
I oh man, didn't go that deep. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm sure We're a yeah. comedy podcast, not a film review podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want information? Uh, Wikipedia's out there for you. No, and I feel like any time <laughs> I've given information on this podcast, where I'm like, I'm sure of this. Somebody tweets at me, and they're like, No. That's wrong, actually. Very wrong. Have you read this? And then I end up having to read 10 articles (laughs) because I feel bad. And I'm like, well, if I'm, I should probably research it then if I'm going to claim things. So I just kind of tried to stay away from uh, (laughs) connecting myself with any hard facts. (laughs) And in that vein, uh, I'd like to take a brief moment to thank all of our listeners uh, who let us know that many cities, in fact, are built on swamps. uh, Dude, no, but that's wrong. (laughs) Okay, I still maintain that that is not good strategy, okay? From our... You say people should do it. I'm saying that's the last place you should do it. (laughs) I will say what I was truly wrong about on the Magic School Bus episode was so many people sent me messages being like, how dare you? My school was next to a dump. And I'm like, no, no. Why was I wrong about that? That's such a sad thing to be wrong about. Why? I was devastated. I've just been devastated. Oh, yeah. No, that is a sad thing. To be- Sewage you- plants, everything. The, the earth is a hellscape. You like, were you were morally right. Yeah. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> My heart is pure. Important. I just wanted to. So thank you, everyone. This is a new segment called Corrections. Oh, uh, no. my God. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to the villains of Bridget Jones's Diary in a quick second. And I am uh, I'm so excited uh, to talk to you about this because I have so many questions, Rebecca. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, uh, real quick, we want to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Virtual Game Night. Uh, Virtual Game Night, what it is, it, it, is, a, it is a live uh, game show hosted by prof- a professional comedian that you can do over Zoom. Uh, and it's super fun. Uh, Rebecca and I were lucky enough uh, to do, uh, uh, we did a second uh, uh, trial of it, and it's so much fun. It like, was so much fun. Guys, Craig was as good at space as he says he is. I'm going to say that, okay? He absolutely annihilated all, he got every question about space right. How do you do that? It was so much fun. I couldn't believe it. And a lot of the questions I was like, I feel informed and I'm not sure. This is a fun discussion point. Yeah, and that's the other thing about it. So it's hosted live, right? And the thing I always like about that is you're not fighting with a computer. So like things like spelling mistakes and things like that can kind of be incorporated in, right? Um, Oh yeah, like Ollie will just be like close enough, which I I need, (laughs) I need a close enough because that is how I operate my entire life. Yeah. And and by the way, you don't need to be some sort of computer genius or like super gamer to do this, right? Like all you need to do is be able to like open a Zoom window, uh, click on a link, open a website. That's really all you need. And if uh, I lucked out because there did end up being a whole uh, topic on space, <laughs> that's the reason I won. <laughs> but there are so many other rounds in this and so many fun ones. Um, there was the emoji one. How did you do on the emoji one? Because I know our friend Luke just fucking tanked on. <laughs> I I did middle, but because I was like, this is catered to this group. And because, and I'm not, I don't want to brag, but I am the youngest. <laughs> and I was like, some of these are a little outside of my reach right now. I was like, I'm not sure what this show is. Yeah. 
Although, um, to be fair, a lot of them were general, and I was like, how did I say happy days is happy times? I was like, hey, it's happy times. Happy times. You know, he hits the juice box, happy times. Um, yeah, I think my also, favorite one, yeah. though, was uh, they have an observation round where uh, <laughs> where you just watch, like, we watched a Celine Dion video that blew my mind. And you just kind of pick up stuff where it's like, okay, well, what was she wearing? And I'm like, thank God, I don't need any information outside of this. We just watched it. I think I can nail this one. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, have you been paying attention? Uh, yeah, guys, it's it's an absolute blast. And uh, if you want to, to turn your next virtual gathering into a virtual game night, uh, simply visit virtualgamenight.live slash villain and book your completely free one-to-one demo and consultation and when you're ready to book take 20 percent off the price of any game night package with code villain 20 so join over 6,000 other players who have livened up their zoom calls by making your next virtual event a virtual game night at virtualgamenight.live slash villain and enter promo code villain 20 to take 20% off the price of any game night package. So thank you virtual game night for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the heroes and villains of Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> who the fuck is supposed to, who are we supposed to be defending here? Okay. So <laughs> at first I was like, cause I didn't exactly remember all of the plot line of this movie. Right. So very obviously the main villain of this movie is uh, Daniel, who is her boss. Okay, yeah, that's one Hugh of the Grant. main villains. Um, sorry to me, indefensible. In- yeah. What a trash bag. What an absolute <laughs> trash bag. Okay. To be fair, Mark, her other uh, her other love interest, trash bag. Sorry, trash bag. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into it. Okay. Um, also, not for her. The perfect ending to this movie would have been, I'm okay with being single. <laughs> that would have been the perfect ending to this movie, I think, instead yeah. of, oh, I'm just going to go with this guy. Um, the trademark okay. villain was right, third option for a romantic comedy. <laughs> here's what I want to say, and here's who I would like to defend. Okay. First and foremost, Natasha, who is Mark's girlfriend. Okay. She is very much painted as kind of like, oh, she's like rude and she's a villain and she's kind of like uh, uh, an opposing force. I'm going to disagree for several reasons. Okay, I think this woman has done, I only noted, quite frankly, one thing I thought she went over the line and I was like, "Mm, wouldn't do that. Um, Also, uh, what's her name? She is such a uh, perpetua. Oh, the uh, her coworker in the her office. Her coworker again. Uh, there are three good people in this movie. It's Natasha, Perpetua, and Mister Jones, which is uh, Bridget Jones's father. And those are the only three good people in this in this movie. I'm sorry, everyone else. Oh Lord, slow down. Let's check ourselves. Let's let's see what's going on here because we've made some mistakes. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely I agree with you there that I think uh, uh, Colin Firth's uh, fiance is kind of 
uh, in, like she she doesn't deserve what she gets, basically. And like we don't, don't deserve so. to hate her or like even really be rooting against her at any point. I think all said she's in like three scenes of the movie, so it's kind of hard to like <laughs> really hold anything against her. But like what I wanted, what I really wanted to ask you, Rebecca, because going through this, I was like, Jesus Christ, how am I going to defend this? Because to me, it's so obvious who the villain is that mm. it's Hugh Grant. It's it's obvious right from the get go. And having watching this now in 2020. What I wanted to ask you was, when you first watched this movie, was there any ambiguity that he was the bad guy right from the beginning? Like, was there any, like, oh, I hope she gets with him because that's what she wants? No, like, not like, at all. Like, was there that think, feeling in the audience? Hmm. For me, it's, it, for me, it unfolded like, I, please don't make this mistake that we all made. We've all made we've all made this mistake with this man, this type of man. Okay. okay, this happens to all of us. Read the signs. He's giving you the signs because there are some things, and I'm not I, because truly Bridget Jones is the victim in that relationship. Okay, she's not she's not cared for at all. But what I will say is that this guy was not doing a good job of hiding who he was. And this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, which is people tell you who they are. Listen, <laughs> listen to this man, because there's a couple of things where this woman is leaving reality. OK, she's projecting what she wants on this person, which is also unreasonable. Because he even says so when they first sleep together. OK, so first of all, the uh, beginning of their relationship is atrocious. Every part of the relationship is atrocious, <laughs> but especially the beginning, because it starts with um, Daniel hitting on her. Yeah. <laughs> workplace sexual harassment. Jesus Murphy. Now. Yeah. So sorry. Let me just jump in here, because like I was like, this is the villain of this. Mm -hmm. And then every way that I thought that I could possibly try no. and defend him, mm -mm. I was like, well, let's see. Let's see what we can do for the for the premise of this. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's sexual harassment. But she was into it. I was like, no, no, can't make no, that argument. Not the answer. It's like, yeah, that's that's workplace sexual harassment. Uh, but he's hot. And like, no. No, 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 like, no, come no. on, man. She was in, and I was just like, "Oh God, I, I hope Rebecca's got some hot takes on this because I'm struggling." So sorry, go ahead. No, so this guy, through and through, the only thing I will say is that I'm screaming at this woman constantly in my head. Listen to this man. Not answering is an answer. Okay, that's very important. Also, not answering a question is an answer. So if somebody says, "Do you love me?" And they don't answer. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> that is a no. Okay. That is a no thank you. Um, to say that was very much his opportunity to open, uh, to say, hey, maybe we should evaluate what this is. <laughs> maybe I need to be more clear with you. Because when we first slept together and you were coming on too strong, I reminded you that we started this on a Tuesday and it's now Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, in that moment, I was like, that's a good point. That is one good point for this man of like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, why is the, why, how, how have we gone from texting? We just slept together and then it turns into immediately afterwards, like, let's discuss. And I, I am, I understand like, okay. Yeah, let's, you're going to meet my parents. You're going to come to this like weird Vickers. And, what was it? A Vicar, Tarts and Vickers party? 
Oh, that what a fucking disaster. Is that okay, is. and that kind of launches me into my next pitch, which is everyone in this movie is a dick, except for the three people I've described off the top of this movie. Okay, everyone in her family is a dick, okay? Um, the amount of people that I'm like, you could just probably throw this person off a cliff for me, that'd be chill. Uncle Jeffrey? You don't... Uh. Eat him off a cliff, okay? He's out of here. What a disgusting... And also everyone enabling his behavior. Yeah, yeah. Everyone around him just, like, slapping his... Oh, he's he's at it again. Like, (laughs) But it's okay, because you call him uncle, so it's not creepy. Oh, my God. Chilling. Chilling stuff, really. Some really chilling stuff. Her, Her mother is racist <laughs> like is just a oh, racist person yeah so as soon as like and right off the top of the movie so you're like i can't even remember exactly I, I don't even want to repeat what she says but she says something very racist off the top and you're like well guess you're just a terrible person <laughs> from now on in the rest of the movie and then she leaves, yeah, her, she husband. leaves her husband because he's not paying attention to her or whatever which like uh, you know don't stay with a guy because he's you know, because you've just been with him forever. But, like, it is a very selfish thing for her to do. Yeah, and I think it could have been executed a little better. You know what I mean? I'm not saying oh, yeah. you shouldn't leave if you're unhappy. But it felt like there was really no... It was just kind of like, I'm going by. And we could have had a little more discussion, especially because I think Mr. Jones is an excellent character. Like, I think he's a good character He's soft. He's just kind of like, hey, like I just, you know, I miss my wife and is very real about it at the same time. Like anytime Bridget brings up like, oh, you know, like this is just a hiccup. Like you guys are going to get over this. You're going to get over this. And he's like, well, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and there's a, it was a Jim Broadbent, I think is the, and there's just something about his delivery of everything where you're like, you poor sad puppy. (laughs) 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 He always seems a little sad where you're just like, oh, you just need a hot chocolate buddy or something. But yeah, but I will say that I really did not like that he took his wife back at the end. I like, he goes like, I don't know. It's been real hard on me. And then she's like, really? You're not going to take me back? He's like, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm nothing without you. Which is supposed to be very sweet, but also like in no way uh, acknowledges the fact that he's been uh, done dirty, right? Like that he's been, he's been, his wife left him for like a year, like a whole year she moved out to sleep with some guy on TV, leaving him like alone by himself. And she finally comes crawling back because the guy was mean to her. And he's just like, of course I'll ha- take you back. Grow a fucking spine, man. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't get back <laughs> together, but you need to be like, listen, this is what you did to hurt me. And like, I know it wasn't perfect before and we can maybe work it out. But like, you know that you suck in that situation, right? Like, you you know that you, like, I'm not, I don't want to make it about owing people, but like, <laughs> you owe me an apology at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I would say it wouldn't wouldn't be my move. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be the Rebecca Reed's method of doing things uh, to immediately accept that or any of that. To be quite frank, I kind of uh, that's not my thing. But I will say because it's very much like his decision and like, I, I have no problem. It, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not, it's not the most satisfying ending, 
But as far as like moral decisions go, I'm like, you do you, buddy. You know what I mean? You still love this woman. You're you think you can emotionally deal with it. Get it. Live the rest of your life. How much time do these people have left? Yeah, true. I mean, in that moment, though, I was very aware of what where Bridget Jones gets her poor decision making skills from. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you, so you think Colin Firth is also an asshole in this? Oh, right. So let's start dissecting this. <laughs> okay. So, firstly, he's got you know, he's got a very dry attitude, which is no problem. I get it. You're a lawyer. Um, but to say that I think Natasha is actually very well paired with him. Okay. Yeah. Or at least understandably paired with him. I'm not saying it's always good. If you date somebody, the same person as you, Oh my God. Could you imagine two Rebecca Reeds is in a home? <laughs> There's no way. Okay. There's just no way there would be thousands of dirty dishes everywhere. <laughs> too much to eat nobody's being productive uh, it, it just wouldn't be good okay so yeah but in in this sense i think you know nicely paired or what have you he he doesn't room check okay now i am a 30 year old woman i'm not saying this is a this is a 20 year old's mistake to speak about somebody that's at the same party as you and not look around for just one hot second and be like is this person in the room <laughs> oh you're talking about right at the beginning yeah so right at the beginning he kind of goes on this rant and i get why he's saying what he's saying okay i'm not saying he's wrong for saying what he's saying he's talking to his mom do you know how blunt i am when i talk to my mom <laughs> I'll call well, yeah, my mom but, and be like, this fucking prick down at the store. And like, you know what I mean? Like you just, <laughs> it's just a different sense of communication. You're just way more open, honest, you unfiltered. I get it. Okay. You're just, you're, you're, you have verbal diary in this moment. If you're over 30, I think at some point you had to have learned this lesson to room check. Yeah. You look around, you make sure they're not there. Cause like very, very, uh, like, because this is, this is, this is the situation that the movie starts with, where, where both of them are trying to be set up together by their respective parents at like a holiday party, right? Mm -hmm. And he's wearing the ugly Christmas sweater, and she's smoking and drinking like a maniac. And he's, what does he say? He says, uh, oh, I wrote this down too. It was uh, uh, verbally incontinent, chain-smoking alcoholic who dresses like her mother. I wouldn't want to be interested like that. And that is a fucking, oh, Dead on, though. Yeah. <laughs> Dead on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, which is probably why it's even harder to hear. Because when somebody's accurate, you're like, oh, my God. And like, you just you just cut to the core of me. You just said everything the bad part of my mind says to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, there's no, there's no greater insult than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't pull my collar hard enough, dude. Like... <laughs> But at the same time, you got a room check, okay? I encourage, and I honestly stand by him saying those things. Say stuff to your mom. I get it, okay? I don't have any problem with that. What are you doing setting me up with this person? Come on. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have I ever pulled somebody into a, another room and been like, excuse me? <laughs> what do you think of me? <laughs> who do you, who, who do you, who think, do you think I am? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't don't care for this. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this? So yeah, you got a room check, okay? Most importantly, the thing that bothers me the most, well, 
most or second most. There's two that two two events that are kind of tied for me for why this character is a bad character and not somebody that Bridget should end up with. Um, number one, he is still in a relationship when he's like, I really like you. Mm. Now, I know that could be like, oh, maybe that's friendship. <laughs> really not how that's read. Right. At no point am I like, oh, these two are going to become besties, you know, throw a ball around in the park. That's not what's happening here. There's some subcontext. You can like feel it. You can uh, hear it in the way they speak to each other. The language. Your girlfriend's literally upstairs. She's upstairs. She's in the same building. I just want you to know that I really like you. Oh, Okay. <laughs> and then I like you so much that while I'm still with my girlfriend, I'm going to go over to your house, apologize, help make you dinner, hang out with all your friends. Now, I know we don't just like, we never see this, nor do we know this. Zero, zero percent chance he told his girlfriend about that. <laughs> zero percent. Well, except that. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 culmination of that meeting is that Hugh Grant shows up and they get end up getting in a huge fist fight over her, uh, which which so he, in which they both get thrown through a plate glass window, and Colin Firth knocks Hugh Grant out. So, so are you telling me that you you go home to your uh, we don't know what they are at this point whether they're girlfriend or fiance mm. uh, and. Or like, why are you beaten and bloody? What happened? Where were you? Like, think about that for a second. Like, where you're like, I was at Bridget Jones's birthday party <laughs> and fought my former best friend who slept with my ex-wife and threw each other through a plate glass window. By the way, the police might be looking for us a little later. <laughs> well, this was the second thing that I wanted to bring up is... I know that's supposed to be seen as like a redemption moment for this character where we see Mark finally being able to like get rid of some of this like pent up emotion and anger for this person. You are two adults. Okay. You're two grown up people. I'm not saying you can't hate this guy. Okay. But to get to the point where you're like, I'm actually going to throw fists. Okay. Because a lot of times I feel like movies like romanticize this like like men fighting and right. I've just known too many people that have actually gotten hospitalized. Like if you get hit in the head wrong, that can change your entire personality. <laughs> okay? Like it can literally like yeah. fundamentally affect you and it's like, "Hey, you slept with my fiance." Now, I'm not saying <laughs> that you wouldn't be angry, but at a moment, and I don't know if this is just me, but any of the wrongdoings that has happened to me by my exes, all of them now I'm like, oh, thank God that happened. Oh, what a trash bag. Do you want to stay with the woman that was willing to sleep with your best friend? Absolutely, put them in the trash. Put them both in the trash, they're dead to you. <laughs> Get out of here, are you kidding me? You've saved me. Okay, in a sense, no, you're still trash. Okay, I'm not saying like, oh, thank you so much for the favor. But thank God I didn't end up with this person. But in Colin Firth's case, that that conversation goes, 
thank God I'm not with this person anymore. Who Thank God I'm not friends with this guy and thank God I'm not with that wife anymore so that I can go blow up my life again by going after this dist- distraught wreck of a woman. <laughs> This this absolute mess of a human being. Like no, that's, <laughs> that's the other thing I get about this. Like, don't get me wrong, Catherine. Uh, or sorry, not Catherine. Renee. I was gonna say Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm back in our uh, fucking uh, uh, Chicago episode. Renee Zellweger is attractive, right? She's cute. Um, some of the things she does are very funny and charming. But I do not understand why uh, Colin Firth's character in particular is like yes, her. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a bit of a. If I can get into, the, into their heads for a minute, it seems a bit of a. Uh, a I don't like how my life is going, and the situations that I'm in. So I'm looking for any kind of out I possibly can. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Well, my problem is is that I think it's it's. She is projecting ev- anything she wants onto everyone around her. It's these these ideas of like these goalposts that she needs to hit in her life. Right. So you can imagine that that would be probably why everyone's running away. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you have this vibe of like, all I want is a husband. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not where we start. We shouldn't, you shouldn't want a husband. You should want to be with someone that compliments you well, that you want to be with. Not like, oh, I have this accessory. I have this person mm. that hangs around my neck and looks good and society looks at me and says, sick. Like, good for you. You're where you need to be. Okay, like, to say, though, I don't think you can make this movie in 2020 the same way. We don't have that attitude anymore, I don't know. <laughs> or was, at least there... in most places. I was like, oh, this is... Because she's thir- she's only 33. I'm like, girl, you have so much time. Like, I'm 31. <laughs> Every time she mentioned her weight, and she's like, I gotta lose 20 pounds, I'm like, girl, that's my weight, though, so maybe stop <laughs> <laughs> saying that. She's like, I'm 130 pounds. I'm like... There were 138 pounds, and I was like, that is my exact weight. <laughs> like, exactly, if I step on the scale right now, I'm 138 pounds. Anytime she put on Spanx, I'm like, that's me! That's my body! <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> did laugh so at that. Out. <laughs> well, it's it's. I'm 33, and my life is over if I haven't accomplished everything. And I'm like, stop it. Stop saying Yes, that. this I, is not the attitude. <laughs> If you're 33 this year, just fucking, uh, just, uh, you know, this is a mulligan of a year, everybody. Uh, I've been, I realize I've been writing 2020 on things since January. I didn't even catch it. Oh, I'm just like, well, yeah, nobody, this is, I don't think anybody's checking. <laughs> this is 2020, you know, brackets two kind of like, this is the second 2020 is what this is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, yeah, I really do feel that. Bridget Jones, as she's portrayed here, is the kind of girl that you do date when you want to blow up your life. Like, when you know that, like, this is, like, what I'm doing right now is not what I want, and I'm going to date this girl because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's a thing that I can want that's an easy out that I know is going to blow up. It's like the self-destruct destruct, uh, button, right? Yeah. But I would say that that's because, yeah, because that's what she's doing, right? Right, she's, exactly. She's constantly self-destructing. And the funny thing is, is watching this, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I 
Like, I totally get this whole movie. I was like, this feels like my 20s in a sense, or like a very specific part of my 20s where it's like, oh, just like you're in this deep hole of like, what is the problem with me? What's going on? And it's like, you have to stop projecting all of your expectations on other people. You have to stop playing weird games and convincing yourself. The biggest thing she does that is her problem in this movie is that she's constantly convincing herself of a different version of what's happening. She's constantly telling herself things like, a mini vacation means love. Like a mini, like a mini getaway means love. No, that is absolutely not a rule. That is not a rule. Okay. (laughs) I used to know, I used to work with a woman that would get messages from guys. Like she's absolutely gorgeous. And she would get messages from guys on Tinder. And like she, now mind you, she would put her radius, like I think like worldwide or something. I don't know if you can do that, but her, her, she would set her location to vastly different spots. And men would be like, oh, like, let me fly you down to Miami for the weekend. And at no point did I think this girl was like, for love. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think at any moment she was like, well, it's a three day weekend because they also sent a dick pic with it. So, you know, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, consenting like, adults and all the rest, but like, yeah, you're lying to yourself. Yes. This is a workplace romance with your disgusting boss. Okay. Who the only, for me, the only difference between him and the tits guy is that he's good looking. Yes. I'm like, so this sexual harassment is unwanted. <laughs> right. This sexual harassment is fine because this guy's hot and you like him and he's your boss. <laughs> Guys, I just a piece of advice. If you like your boss, if you're like I irresistible to you, quit. <laughs> quit your job. <laughs> Pursue your dreams. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh god. It, and and the the one moment where you it becomes so clear that this isn't just a mistake that he's made with Bridget Jones, right? Because there, there, there's a version of that story where he's like normally a good guy and then gets infatuated with some somebody at the office and they start an ill-advised, um, you know, tryst that doesn't work out and, and it's awkward in the workplace. There's a version of that that's this. But it, that's not what they show in this movie. And, and rightfully... So I think because uh, to your point, one of the other good characters in this movie is uh, persi- what was her name? Persistence, persistence, perpetua, uh, perpetua. So it means like keeps going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when she's leaving, first of all, she's like, "I'm gonna quit," and he does the most dickish thing. He's like, "You owe me six weeks' notice." I was like, "You fucking idiot." Let her go. <laughs> like, you know I would, easy you're I would getting be off here? wiping the sweat <laughs> off my forehead, being like, thank God this fixed itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? That was a freebie. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Thank God. Uh, yeah. It, it, and so, so that just immediately shows that he needs to be in charge and he needs to have control and like wants to sort of it, like in a, in a very real way, manipulate the women that he's uh, romancing. But then as that's going down very publicly, Perpetua stands in and it was like, fuck you. I'm here in case she gives a fucking inch. I'm here to support her so that she tells you where to to go. And the entire office stands around and is like, yeah, tell him. And they're all looking at him like it's about fucking time somebody did this. 
right? Yeah. So that that means that Bridget Jones is not the first girl in this office. Like, well, no, for sure, because we we know that because he's sleeping with women in other offices that are affiliated with this office. Right, and he's now engaged her. Like, that's the other thing about him. The timeline of this is they go <laughs> to they go to this, uh, like, weekend away, fine, whatever. He leaves early, right? Or no, she leaves early because he needs to finish work. No, no, uh, no. So he he dips. Okay. He dips. This is, this is another... Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this manipulator was written well, because in this moment, he ditches her from this event that he she was like, please come with me, whatever. Is this what we're talking about when he ditches her and goes back into the city to go to work? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So ditches her. But in ditching her, then when she says and gives him the opportunity and this is one of I would say one of the more mature things to come out of Bridget Jones's mouth where I'm like, yes, girl, yes, collect yourself, say something real right now, where she was like, listen, like, if you don't want to do this, you can just tell me, like, you can just be open and honest with me if you don't want to go, but there's no reason to, like, lie about this. And he was, and then he, like, turned it back on her and made it, like, I kind of like really emotionally abusive. I would call some of the language coming out of his mouth, kind of turned it back on her and then immediately apologized, which is something that manipulators will do because they want that like lash out. And then I'm going to give you a treat. I'm going to give you a little emotional reward. So you stick around and you get, uh, kind of like synced up with this abuse cycle. Like I want you to like always kind of want me and feel like you have to work for me, which is something that is re-brought up at the end when he's like, I, I, I could only make it with basically like, I won't be able to make it with anybody if I can't make it with you. Oh, wow. Woo! Sploosh, dude. Wow. I am soaking wet from that <laughs> declaration of love. Um, even you don't still, understand, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm settling for you. Come on. <laughs> like, even in that moment, it feels like he's putting it on her. Yeah. Like, if I'm not good, like, oh, you know, it's just probably something you did, I guess. Like, yeah. so the exact line I wrote down for that was, uh, baby, you don't understand. She dumped me, and now you're the best I can do. <laughs> I, Without, like, if you don't take me back, I got nothing. Um, I thought I could like, trade up, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you understand that I'm the victim here? Uh, yeah, but back to the timeline there. So he leaves that, sleeps with the woman. Um, <coughs> immediately, uh, like, immediately, like same day. <laughs> stands her up for a the, the Tarts and Vicar party. Uh, which I can see why you'd give that party a miss, but anyway, uh, and <laughs> and then like she comes over that day, still dressed as the Playboy Bunny, discovers her uh, uh, the American uh, there, and then like what is it like Monday Tuesday? He's like, by the way, we're engaged. Like, Dude, that what killed, like, that's that killed me. <laughs> I was like, this is like love actually timelines like what are these british people doing why are people getting married in two three week time periods yeah why why are well, why so many people happen? engaged is this this is a this is starting to become like a trope in british cinema 
<laughs> and I thought that you guys weren't labeled as emotional people. <laughs> I just waiting to hear from like any of our listeners in the UK where they're like, yeah, I mean, in the UK, engage just means seeing the person. And <laughs> yeah, we're like, like, it's oh. just different terminology. Yeah. <laughs> My That's God. why they're so casual about it. Okay. Um. What really got me is when he said, because so Mark, or he comes back, or Daniel comes back, sorry. That's, uh, he comes back and, and he wants to like, this is like right before he gives that whole speech, like if I can't make it with you, like whatever. Um, and he's trying to win her back and his, his explanation to why he left was, I just panicked. So he's saying, <laughs> he was like, you know, we had, we were, we were doing like the bed and breakfast. We're away. I had such feelings for you. I panicked, tripped into a ring shop somehow on the way home, <laughs> decided that I was going to get engaged in panic. Cause that's how you want to in panic is how you really want to get engaged, right? Fear. I just had this wonderful visual of this like one shot take of Hugh Grant literally stumbling out of the, the hotel, stumbling into his car, head over heels into a ring shop, picking up a ring, like stumbling downstairs, his pants fly off. He falls oh, into bed with a woman. <laughs> falls into bed with a naked woman. Um. Bed collapses, tips him out the window, woman with him, ring falls on her finger. She's it's like, you don't understand. I just stumbled into it. Yeah, like these guys, sometimes it's described just, as like a whoopsie. Yeah. Like, Someone <laughs> left a banana peel on the steps, and now I have slept with and been engaged to a woman two days later and stood you up Wild. for seeing your parents. You don't yeah. understand. His so explanation... In that meeting, when she's quitting, she's like, I'm quitting. Like, I'm not, uh, or no, maybe she didn't quit there. But no, it was exactly when he was described, like, oh, by the way, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> like, he's doing a good thing oh. for her. Oh, like, just yeah. so you have time, the process, and you don't hear it from anyone else. And he tells, somebody tells me, just so you don't hear it from anybody else, I just want to spit back at them. I would have much preferred. <laughs> like, that's all I want to say to them is like, would have preferred to hear this from a stranger, quite frankly. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me ask you that. Cause that's like a very subtle detail of if you've been done wrong, mm. not necessarily this, but like in that way, do you rather hear it from the person who's upfront being like, listen, this is the situation here we're at. Or would you just be prefer it to be like, I don't need any more information from Oh, if I need more information, I'll come to you. Okay, this is okay. on my time now. Okay, you've made your decision. I get to make my own now. Okay, you Right, like for... I, you get to make the decision of how much information is in your life about this. Yeah, now mind you, this, I, I am speaking to this specific type of situation, I would say. Like if it was like a friend or something, I would always prefer to hear it from a friend, you know. Oh, okay. Like, oh, like uh, I just want to get ahead of something or I said something wrong or I did something wrong or whatever, right? Like there's always room for forgiveness. And yeah. if there is room for forgiveness, absolutely, I'd love to hear from you. That's where I want to hear it from, certainly. Um, this? Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. And if I hear about cheating, I actually want it to be one of my girlfriends telling me yeah. because I want to do real time processing. And if I have to do real time processing in front of you, I, in fact, will embarrass myself on the way out. <laughs> I'm not 
not gonna leave holding the upper hand. I'm gonna nuke the place. <laughs> and this just isn't gonna be good. You know what I mean? Like I wanna I wanna present myself with emotional control and be like, see what you left? <laughs> like, not like <laughs> fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Just like I'm gonna burn this house down. You know what I, I wouldn't, but <laughs> Rebecca's picking up photocopiers and throwing them <laughs> through windows. Kind of you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I would like to have a little time. No, mind you, I'm I would say this for like an earlier Rebecca. Now I probably yeah. just leave. Like yeah. I, I know myself and I know like I'm just like, no, just, you know, go for a walk and come back. Um, but yeah, I would say that particular time would love to hear it from somebody else. But his description of why this woman, why we're getting engaged to this woman, extra assholery. Oh my God. He says well, you know, she's American, so I guess she's just like, she has like a confidence about her. And I'm like, could have just said confidence. You know, confidence is, that's a fine word to use to describe something you like in somebody. Didn't have to add, you know, like, because she's American, obviously, so she's a little <laughs> little higher on the uh, ranking than you. And then says, she's absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, and she's young. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I couldn't I, like sometimes when I watch these movies, I'll just make noises that sound like anxiety ghosts coming out of me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I can't I can't handle it. It's so gross. Why? Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. like, I don't I, I kind of think just all around this guy is like a total grade A douchebag and not somebody to defend. But I really want to get into why I think Natasha's painted as a villain and Absolutely. why she isn't wrong at all, except for one point I would like to say. Okay, so Natasha, um, firstly, I think well-paired for Mark. Everybody likes her, which is something to note, okay? Because we see these little snippets of her, but everybody that knows her or speaks to her or talks to her outside of, I would say, Bridget really likes her. Okay. Like they, they, every, she has a good rapport with everyone she talks to. Um, secondarily, there's a couple of moments where we're supposed to paint this idea of like, she's, she's a stick in the mud. Wow. We don't like her cause she's a stick in the mud. Mark's a stick in the mud. Okay. Like the, the same. All right. Her saying that something is childish while she's in a boat. That's, that's fine. That's okay. We are allowed to say that, especially when she's talking about your ex-best friend that you fucking hate. Okay. Yeah. This is supportive. This is supportive communication between you and I. I also don't like this person. Good yeah. for you. Okay. That, bo that boat scene was one where I was like, I really understand wanting to be in both boats where I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if I was in the boat where we're just like, we're just out on the lake and you're reading the legal notes and I'm paddling around. I fucking hate the people who are goofing off and drinking and falling in the lake. And then if I'm in that boat where I'm goofing off and falling in the lake, oh God, you know, I hate the people. On the boat. Like, I always I was have like, to remind myself of that every yeah. time when I see people out having a lot of fun and I'm having a bad day or something, I'm like, screw those people. And then I have to step back and be like, Yo, you did that like three days ago. Relax. Like, you're just, you're grumpy. <laughs> you need to slow yourself down. Um, yeah. So, Natasha, now there's one moment where I'm like, no, girl, no. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> there's one moment where she snaps at him. Like, physically, like, 
She's just, I can't snap. <laughs> She's snapping at him. <laughs> I don't know why I tried. <laughs> I, I, I can only snap on my, hey, 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 here we go. All right. Anyway, she's snapping at him at the top of the stairs. Okay. I will say this is on the heels of him being like, Bridget, I really like you so much. <laughs> so mm, on the scale of things, probably not terrible, but I will say this. Never, ever snap at your significant other. My lord, I don't know if it's just me. I find that epically rude. Mm. I hate it. I do not like being snapped out. I'm not an animal. You have your words like a full-grown person. Speak to me. Say something. You can even yell. God damn. You snap at me? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's going down now. I had, I, when I used to serve, I, um, I had a guy snap at me one time to get my attention. He was behind me, started snapping at me. I turned around and I don't, I can't, I'm not sure how I looked. There wasn't a mirror there. All I know is he immediately apologized. <laughs> like literally I just turned around, fucking death stare. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. I'm like, okay, well, good. Glad we got there. Um, <laughs> I'll be right with you. <laughs> can't can't stand that but when we get to the party at the end okay they're closer to the end where they're shipping um they're shipping mark off right and the parents are talking about like oh you know like i hope they get engaged and what have you no he is engaged is he engaged i thought it was more like we hope that no they're engaged they announced the engagement at that party which was again (laughs) through the rest of i'm like we're like 10 minutes away from the end of this movie. How? Yeah, but there's two moments where I think we're supposed to get, what they tried to do, I think, is give this subtle idea that she's very controlling. Okay, that she does mm. subtle things that feel controlling. And the snapping, I'll give them, yeah, nailed it. Okay, that's, I don't like that. The other two, there's one time at the party, she goes, Mark, can you like help with the caterer? And it seems like she's kind of flood and like, oh my God, can you believe this woman? It's like, it's your parents' party, Mark. Shouldn't even have to ask, quite frankly. You should be asking what you could do to help, buddy. Um, I don't think that's that demanding. And then when he's walking back into the room and they're making announcements, she kind of grabs his arm and pulls him back and is like, stand beside me. And it's like, yeah, stand beside me. We're at your family's events, for the love (laughs) of God. Do you want to stand next to me? Do you love, like, what's going on here? And they both know that the parents are are announcing the engagement. That's the thing. Of course stand by me when your parents announce our engagement to this room full of people, right? Don't be standing next to Bridget Wrecking Ball over here. (laughs) (laughs) Who makes, again, an ass of herself. And then, holy fuck, Natasha has plans to move to, marry and move to a new country with a man. And he flies back from America to the UK to, to get with Bridget Jones. And that's that's presented as a win for Bridget. <laughs> and I don't think it's a win for everybody. This is okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is a major note I had where I was like, the important thing in defending Natasha for me is very much that the scene you don't see is the most upsetting of all the movies, <laughs> okay? That's the scene, because the scene you don't see is this woman flying over an ocean, okay? With the idea of you and I 
are starting a new life together. Maybe I wouldn't make this decision on my own. Maybe I wouldn't fly over to New York if it was just me. I'm basing major life decisions, okay, on you. <laughs> now, I'm not saying people aren't allowed to change their minds, okay? I'm not saying that people don't make mistakes. Sometimes you get to a place and you go, nope, <laughs> don't think so. Do not like this, okay? But the ball was already rolling before you left. If this was clear cut, if this wasn't like, oh, like you weren't actively, you know, pursuing another woman, <laughs> then maybe I could, I could say like, yeah, you know, like shit happens. That really sucks for her. But sometimes you change your mind, whatever. No, the ball was already rolling. You were... I don't know, trying to impress your parents or again, do what you think you should be doing or what have you. You are just as like the idea that any of the men in this movie aren't just as messed up as Bridget Jones is madness. All of these people just need to catch a couple of therapy sessions. Honestly, I don't even <laughs> think Bridget would need that many. I think she need like two, three in the hot seat. And the therapist would be like, a lot of this is pretty easy to identify. You just have some habits you need to break. Let's, uh, you know, we're going to write up a little plan for you. Here. Of course. Absolutely. And, and the diary is evidence that she wants to improve as a person. Like she's got the will. You know oh, what I mean? And that is the fine. Oh, that is something I want to say about Mark. Uh, because the, the ending I was like, no. <laughs> so the ending is basically like he shows back up. They're going to have they're they're going to get into it. She's putting on her good panties. Love it. Um, again, very identifiable as a move. Get it. Love it. And Mark sees her diary. Just lying open or whatever. Lying open. <clears throat> proceeds to read it, which is to me. And so I know some people won't feel the same way, but that's a number one violation for me. Like that is that is a high tier five alarm. You should not have done that. Read my diary. Okay. Re reads her diary. Leaves <laughs> without saying he's leaving when it is already very clear that they're about to have sex. Yeah. Okay. You're in a very vulnerable position. Okay. He doesn't announce that he's left. She runs out chasing him. He said, oh, no, I just noticed you had finished your diary and I wanted to buy you a new one. And that's supposed to be seen as sweet and like a really, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is so epic. And I'm like, I, okay, if this was me, what would have happened is, well, first of all, I wouldn't have chased him for sure. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't have chased him for sure. Um, probably would have called him 30 names while he wasn't in the apartment. He would come back to my apartment to a crying Rebecca. I am, uh, I am half naked and upset. <laughs> how do you, yeah. How did you not know that I might be upset when someone you're about to sleep with just disappears out of your apartment with, with no word I, or anything? Not if just I'm changing my outfit for anybody. If I'm like, Hey friend, Sit here. I'm going to go show you this dress I want to try on. And I come back in the room and they're gone. I'm upset. <laughs> also, as a guy, you have every excuse to leave at any minute before that happens. Because you're like, hang on, I got to run to the store and get something. You know? And she'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And, and, and obviously the move is, you know, diaries sitting open on a table a with a whole bunch of other stuff and like you're kind of looking around and like you accidentally read it that's a that's a fine move you know what the move is 
you just pretend like you didn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You go. Oh, wasn't supposed to read that. It wasn't for oh, me. That didn't, that didn't happen. I don't know. I have a way of compartmentalizing that, that I'm just like, oh, that's not information I'm supposed to know. Never lock that away. Yeah, but I agree. He, in that moment, is such a fucking ass, both to Bridget and to his, I'm assuming, current fiance, yeah. uh, Natasha. Uh, just fucking garbage. Yeah. I will say I know Bridget is a mess, but I really do think she is a product of her environment. Like, there's so many things that happen to her where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I get it. Like, all of her family's a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. The dinner party, my God, um, where this it's like a couple's dinner party, and they're like, why are there... Bridget Jones, <laughs> you're the spokesperson for every single woman over 30. <laughs> Can you tell us what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I think um, I just keep picking terrible friends, it seems. I keep picking the worst friends that give me terrible advice. Um, if I was to get, I feel like I, I feel like I could talk to for another 40 minutes about this movie. There's just a couple of key points I want to get through. Um, yeah, don't serve your friends blue soup. Um, <laughs> that I was like, those people are going to die. Is that, I, I didn't know if it was just dye or plastic, but I was like, don't serve your friends blue soup. <laughs> um, I, I will say about that scene though. I, I, I wrote this down where I was like, when he shows up and he's just like, do you have eggs? I'm going to cook an omelet and make it better. I was like, yes. Like that actually stirred something in me. I was like that. That's my move. You know, someone shows up and they're like, I'm going to fix this for you. Do you have eggs? Great. Great. Wonderful. If you um, host a party, you must tell every guest if you've changed the theme. Um, Very important. (laughs) That whole thing, I was like, I know it's supposed to be like, look how awkward Bridget is. I'm like, fuck that family. <laughs> like, I would, I would show up and be so pissed. I would show up so mad. I mean, I've had a couple of stunts like that pulled on me, and I was never impressed. Okay, I was never enthused. Her family's the worst. Um, her friends are not good, and do not give good advice. Okay, and your friends do not replace very much needed therapy. I think for this particular woman i know she's a hot mess i really identify with her i all i and i think importantly all of the mistakes she if you look at bridget kind of like she's a villain in any sense i think all of the mistakes she makes pretty much solely all of the um what am i looking for here any of the consequences just come right back to her. It's never, it's really never mm-hmm. on other people. She kind of really only screws herself over, which I think makes her a pretty good redeemable character. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, Natasha got done dirty and all the other men are garbage. Uh, what do you think? Time for our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain is? Absolutely. Um, so I have the <laughs> terrible British food scale. Which I will say, <laughs> I'm a little upset with myself because when I was Googling like uh, British food this morning, I looked at a list for like top 15 worst British foods and like at least 50% of them, I'm like, no, that's delicious though. Like I was just like, no, come on, that's, a, that's pretty good though. Um, so, and I'm going to be uh, rating Daniel, which is uh, Bridget's boss, who I think is the worst villain. And uh, not redeemable from mushy peas to black pudding. I'm going to give him a jellied eels 
because I find him slimy and disgusting and there is no need. Why? <laughs> I like it. So I did the uh, the write stuff down scale. Uh, so the things that you use to write stuff down. So on a scale of a diary to a journal, uh, I am going to give Hugh Grant's character a log because that's what he is. He's a stinking big log of dog shit. <laughs> totally irredeemable. <laughs> I love when we get an audience choice and we're like, did you, we, we shouldn't defend this guy though. <laughs> no, absolutely. My argument is very much that everyone in this movie's a dick pretty much. Yeah. Natasha's all right. But uh, oh, no, yeah. yeah, before we get to our uh, heroes and villains of the week where we discuss people who have inspired us and pointed us uh, just a couple ways that you guys can uh, help the podcast. So first of all, uh, by the way, guys, we haven't mentioned this in a while. We have a merch store. Yes, uh, we have a merch store. Uh, we've got our logo. We've got a couple uh, sayings from the podcast uh, over on Tee Public. You can get stuff on uh, shirts, you can get stuff on mugs, stickers, uh, phone cases, basically whatever you want. You can get that. So go check that out. Uh, it's at VWR store, sorry, VWR store dot from superheroes.com. You can check that out. Uh, and let us know, uh, if there's anything that you want to see on there. Uh, just, you can give us a shout. We're on Twitter at VWR podcast, Facebook villain was right. And you can reach us by email at villain was right at gmail.com. We also, of course, as a podcast have Patreon. So if you're looking for some extra bonus episodes, or if you want to get in on the voting, if you were like, why are these two talking about Bridget Jones's diary right now? You got to get on Patreon. They're making it happen. I thought this was a really great movie to review, but maybe you don't. Get on there. Get your vote counted. Um, and of course, if you sign up now, you get all of our backlog of episodes, our top tier, seven bucks a month, and hit that up and just get the us being way too loose, as we say. <laughs> um, this month, we're actually covering a uh, Patreon suggestion. Uh, for my uh, choice, we're doing The Expendables, so you can check out that episode. It is absolutely ridiculous, and now it is time for our Heroes and Villains of the Week. Craig, what do you have for us? Yeah, so I feel like um, in recent uh, months, we've I've been leaning pretty heavy into the Craig Fay versus technology uh, a theme, and that we have ignored the long-standing uh, joke of uh, Craig Faye's weird body. Ah! So this is <laughs> Craig's <laughs> yeah. weird body. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, something about my anatomy is messed up, where I have the narrowest sinuses ever, okay? Like, they are so narrow. It's like, if there's any inflammation or they're irritated at all, they just seal up completely, uh, completely and totally. Like, to the point where, like, I can't, uh, even get air out of them, right? So it's like, if, if I even have like one glass of wine, I'll like wake up the next morning and like, it's just, my sinus is just clogged shut, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if, if have you ever had any sinus issues or anything like that? No, but I get what you're saying because I have the same thing with my throat. I have huge tonsils. Right. So anytime I get sick, I'm like, oh, we're done. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, like, I literally, like, I'm like, I can't swallow anything. There's no room. Exactly. <laughs> There's no place to enter. Well, like, so you might not be aware of this 
particular phenomenon though, where it's like I wake up in the morning and like it's so clogged up in there that it makes noise. Like you can hear it, like the the inside of my sinus is like creaking and groaning, like it's like ropes on an old sailing ship as like stuff is like trying to move around but can't. And then there's this very distinct moment where there's like this high pitched squeal, like you're letting air out of a balloon, like and you're stretching it, where it's like, and you. I can hear it in my head where it's like the air finally gets up and like stuff. It's like somebody rolled up one of those like orange ear plugs. You know what I mean? And just shoved it up there all the time. This is what it feels like all the time, which is ironic because I apparently have the largest ear canals in the world. (laughs) So I think they're just totally flipped because I got a new pair of like the in-air earbuds and I have to use the biggest rubber inserts for them to like stick them in and they still fall out. That's they so still, funny because I always look at those. I'm like, who are these for? Oh, they're, they're not even big enough. It's the thing. Like, I swear to God, Rebecca, you put me outside without earmuffs on a windy day and it sounds like someone's playing a jug in a hillbilly band, right? It's just the wind's going like, whoom, whoom, over my ears. Anyway, I'm joking. That's an exaggeration. My, I, although that, that sinus thing, I don't know. You might want to look into that. I did. I did. And did I, they I tell have you that that's sp- normal? Is that a normal thing that happens to no, people where they not. start making noises out of their face in such a manner? Well, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's just what it sounds like when, when that happens. It's just like that's the pressure. Wild. Yeah. So I got these new headphones, right? <laughs> and the big things don't, it's not even like I'm like exercising or jumping around and they fall out. I'll just be like sitting on the couch And then all of a sudden, it's like there's a little man inside my ear, like with his feet pushing it out. And it just falls off, goes skittering across the floor under the couch, gets like covered in dust, right? So I'm like trying to dust it off. And like, I think it's clean. And then I put it back in my ear. And then immediately, because I also have a dust allergy, my ear just starts itching because I haven't gotten all the dust off of it. And then my sinuses slap shut. So it's like... (laughs) So that's my villain of the week is my inverted ear canals and sinuses. <laughs> Craig's weird body. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. I can't what wait till got? we get a few more of those and then just get a very specific drawing of you. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Short legs, long torso, bowed legs, big ear canals, long tiny sinuses. Body. I love a long, long, the body. long body kills me every time. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Um, for my hero villain-ish, uh, this week I kind of wanted to talk about a time where I, I realized that I, how I was making mistakes in dating because, uh, again, watched this movie and was like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> did that, definitely have done that. You know, when you just convince yourself that things that are happening in front of you aren't because you don't want to believe them. Um... So this is just like a very mild story about somebody that's not wrong. Okay. I know this sounds weird, but, uh, I, w- I had arranged to go on this, on a date with this guy and he said, and it was kind of odd for a, cause it was our first date, but he was like, Oh, like I have tickets to a concert, um, that my friend can't go to just, do you want to come to me with that? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Concert's a great date. Perfect. Um, but I was like kind of new to Toronto. I hadn't been here very long and I got a little lost getting there. I'm like directionally challenged. Um, I also have what I just now call time blindness. 
I and I don't say that as like an excuse for myself of like, oh, you know, I'm just always late. You have to accept. Like I know it, I'm wrong. Okay, I know it's not <laughs> kind to show up late, but I genuinely like I most of the time don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. If I was giving an honest answer in an interview of like, what's your worst quality? It would be, I am going to show up here five minutes late every day, every day. I know what time I'm supposed to be here and I don't know why it's such a problem for me, but it will not physically happen. I will be late five minutes every single day. Um, and to give you another example, literally all of my friends are the exact same way for a reason because I need friends like that because that's who I am. Normally when I text my friend of like, oh, we're supposed to be at coffee in 15 minutes, I'm like, hey girl, like I'm gonna be late. And she's like, good, because I haven't left the house yet. <laughs> so like that's kind of yeah, my yeah, yeah. relationship with people and how I operate. So this guy, I show up uh, 10 minutes late and like he is visibly pissed. And I just wanna say, he's not wrong. <laughs> like he's not wrong to be upset. We have tickets for something. He has been looking forward to this. It I am late. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it, right? And we got in and he was like kind of grumpy for the first little bit or whatever. But I was like, okay, like and he also, and this is just a side note, but I can't stand this. He also filmed most of the concert. And oh, I was like, oh, I don't like it. You're never, I'm sorry. And maybe I'm wrong. Again, this could just be different types of people. In my mind, I'm like, not in a hundred years are you ever going to watch that again. Watch a good, well-produced concert of this person if you want to revisit something. This is, anyway, it doesn't make any sense to me. He kept saying, oh, you know, like I have a friend. The friend that was supposed to come, I told them that I would film some of it for them. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess, whatever. Anyway, we left and that, and that, uh, and him being upset with me kind of sat weird with me. And I couldn't really pinpoint as to why. I was like, he's not wrong. I was late. I shouldn't have been late. That is, you know, you're not, you're not being kind to the person in front of you. You're kind of saying like, oh, your time doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you wait around for a little bit or whatever, right? Sure. So we went on a couple more dates and I just couldn't figure out. I was like, ah, it still bothers me. And the thing is, and this is a lesson I think we all need to learn. Just because somebody's not wrong doesn't mean they're not wrong for you. Oh, so yeah, yeah. you get into this idea of like, well, they, you know, they were right or whatever. But the thing is, is that I know myself. I know I'm going to be late again. <laughs> you, I'm positive I'm going to be late again. And I know that. And I know that's my problem. And I know that's my fault. But I know I need to be with somebody that compliments that that doesn't care if we're gonna be a little late, that doesn't is also late themselves because I never, the, the flip side of this coin is, is that I never mind if you're late with me. Right. You need if you someone have to who's cancel, like, if you can't show up, if you text me being like, oh my God, dude, I forgot that was today. I'm like, that is my every day. So that's okay. You, don't you worry about it. You need someone where like you show up and you're like, I'm 15 minutes late. And, and they're like, I know, don't worry about it. I've already grabbed you your name tag. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and I know that. So we can just walk right in. Yeah. So to say that it's something that I think we all kind of need to embrace of like this idea of like, we kind of go like, who's right and who's wrong? Well, it's not... It, when, when it's relationship stuff, sometimes it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about, are you right for me? Does this fit? You're not a bad person. 
I just need somebody with these qualities and you don't have them because I'm going to drive you nuts for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that advice very, very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. So I think that does it for us uh, this week on the podcast. Rebecca, where can people grab you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, absolutely. And you can hit me up at uh, Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook, Twitter. And uh, yeah, uh, do that. And uh, that's been us uh, this week for uh, The Villain Was Right. Tune in next week where we will be covering Shazam, uh, which is just a fun name to say, Shazam. Uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, so uh, check in uh, next week. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you not to frame your best friend for your own infidelity. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>